Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty for another week. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and as always, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Always, always happy to be here. Good week of racing coming up, so pretty excited, I guess. So, yeah. Yes, very good week, but as always, we'll start the potty off with a discussion of last week. Uh, very good day out for us. We had about seven winners, I think, on the day. Uh, half of the Rose Hill card, which is pretty good considering it was Slipper Day, and it's one of the hardest days to find a winner. Unfortunately, Quaddy, we couldn't go three straight as we didn't have Fireburn in the Golden Slipper, and that was the only leg that lost. But um, what were your thoughts overall on Slipper Day? Uh, good race for the Slipper as well, but um, the Galaxy was one that I really like to watch. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good day in, in the end. So Shelby 66 is probably one of the biggest stand standouts for me. I think I was at the pub and everyone went up and about when um when Shelby 66 won. So that was great to see. Uh, yeah, freakish. Just freakish to go. Five weeks, losing a highway to a group one. You know, everyone said, nah, surely he can't do it again. I backed him in on the potty last week and he got up and now he's headed to the TJ Smith Stakes. So he's going to try and tackle Eduardo and Nature Strip again. It's it's just incredible. I reckon, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they make a movie about him one day. Like, it's complete rags to riches story. Like, you know, Danny Williams has come out and said that basically it saved his career. Like, using all this prize money that he's been able to win from these huge races has completely paid off most of the debt that the stable was in. It's just a very inspiring story, and I just... Hope he keeps going with it because it's definitely going to be wet in a couple of weeks' time. So there's no reason why I don't think Shelby 66 could feature in the TJ. And saying that about a horse that was running around in a highway five weeks ago is just incredible, to say the least. Yeah, 100%. Um, Amazing. A couple, couple other things to talk about last week. Uh, I'll quickly touch on, you know, of course, our horse, highly desired, favourite in the midway, drifted real in in the betting. Um and ended up running not so well. Um, we're down in the yard, down with all the big wigs, Nicholas, uh, in the yard on Slipper Day. Very, very exciting to be in there with all the jockeys and all the trainers, rubbing, rubbing uh, shoulders with them. But uh, unfortunately, did not come home. Um, it was one of the days. I'll I'll talk about it briefly in the track report and also. Our next point that we'll talk about, very, very hard to make up ground on the slipper day it was. I think it was about, you know, anything more than five lengths, you couldn't really make up any ground, but it was, even closer than that, it was still hard, and you really had to get to that rail as fast as you could. And I think the midway was lost for us in the first 100, 200 metres. We thought the back straight was long enough for us to get over, and it definitely was, but high desire just couldn't get over in the end and was blocked off by a couple of horses we only got to the front by the time we went around the bend and after that there was just no present in the straight uh jockey tim clark said you know slow tempo had to walk it into the race instead of uh, really taking off as the horse prefers plus the top weight in the heavy deck didn't really help it as much as we thought it would didn't really uh get through the 
bottomless deck as much as we thought it definitely could as it has in the past. But uh, yeah, personally, I would have liked to see us set the tempo and really jet forward, get the rail and make them run against us. But unfortunately, that's racing. That doesn't always happen. And uh, yeah, we'll probably jump back in the benchmark and probably have a few more runs with it. I don't think we'll ever see it again in the uh, the Metro starts before we send it off to the retirement paddock. But um, did you watch the race? Did you have any thoughts on it? Um, I think I actually missed that one, so I didn't get to get to see it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, fair enough. You're a busy man. Work. He's a working man, ladies and gentlemen. But um, finally, we'll touch on very elegant. I'm pretty sure you got to watch this race. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I saw that one. Um, you can never just back a horse paying a dollar twenty, can you? Like, there's no point. There's um, and and that that's the exact reason. Um. Best horse in the race by a mile. One of the best horses of the modern era. Can't even get it done in a in a pretty standard race. Montefilia takes the win. Um it just yeah. You never never put any money on a on a horse paying such a low price. It's it's just not worth it. No matter what. Like there's nothing that you can do that's gonna make it a good idea. Yeah, 100%. And it seems to be like anyone but Winks, you know, a small field, uh, you know, small um, odds seem to always get the favourites done. You know, we saw it last um, last spring with Zaki when Zaki was running around at thirty against only five horses and that got him done as well. Um, as I said, very, very difficult to make up anything more than five lengths. Very elegant, gave him a start that was longer than that. And even though, you know, J-Mac ramped her up going around the bench, she just couldn't make up that ground because as soon as those uh, people at the front of the pa- people, horses at the front of the pack, uh, got into that straight, which was drying, so it was getting quicker than the bends were, they were just off to the races and you couldn't really make up that ground. She battled on really, really well. I think, personally, I don't like her at the 1,600 to 2,000-metre mark now. I don't think that she's there. I don't think she's a middle-distance horse anymore. She's an out-and-out stayer. And the fact that she's not running in the tank with this week really surprises me because I think she'd absolutely spank this field back out to 2,400 metres, back out to a proper staying race where she can just really settle in, settle close to the pack, get ramped up around the 600 mark and just take off. I reckon she would have had an easy Group 1 win in the tank this year. But, oh, well, well knows what he's doing. Got her set for the Queen Elizabeth now and... uh. Going to be very, very interesting to see her go up against the likes of Animo, who absolutely blitzed the field by six lengths last week. And, yeah, there were other big wins, such as Forbidden Love. You got that right on the money, came out and spanked them again. That horse probably goes to an all-age stakes and a, a Doncaster, so it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes in the next few weeks. But, uh, yeah, a lot to take out of the Golden Slipper meeting punters, so make sure you do your form around it because it's very very telling for the championships coming up in a couple of weeks. But anything else to touch on for you, Nick, before we move on? Uh, not necessarily. I think we covered pretty much everything. Let's get straight into it. Straight into it. Attention, punters, we have exciting news. Yes, we do. We are now on Dabble. Dabble is an Aussie-owned bookie that is absolutely changing the game of gambling. Any bets that we mention in this podcast, you can use their unique system of the copy bet feature to put the bet on yourselves with no time wasted. That's exactly right, Nico. 
We do the research for you, punters. We build the multis, and with the press of a single button, you can put our bets straight on. It's that easy. So you can go on the Dabble app and follow us at the Mock Sports and start winning with us this sporting season. Click the link in the show notes when signing up. Use the code the Mock Sports to let them know that we sent you. All right, punters. The Rose Hill Rundown. The Golden Super Carnival comes to an end at Rose Hill before I believe we head off to Randwick again for the championships. Um, track. The track is currently rated as a soft seven, but more rain is expected to come down in the next few days here in Sydney. So, of course, we'll probably end up in the heavy range yet again. Probably going to be, I think, now the fifth or sixth week straight that Sydney's going to be racing on a heavy track. Um, rail is out five metres from the 1,400 metre marks of the winning post, out four metres for the remainder. Uh, according to that, should be a leader's paradise, honestly. Back markers have a chance, but... Um, as I mentioned earlier, last week it was very easy to see that horses couldn't really make up anything more than five lengths. So as long as they sit close to the pack and there is a genuine tempo, back markers have a chance. If not, if they're all the way back, if you hear the caller say 10, 11 lengths back, I wouldn't be surprised if the leaders of that race just win all day. So be mindful of that, but definitely pay attention to how it's playing out throughout the race day. Um, race one, the midway. Uh... I'm going to be short and simple. Uh, Lord Heron uh, raced last week against my horse and was much, much better. Um, came third behind uh, two good horses that fought out to the finish and was only a length and a half behind them. Um, had a really wide barrier as well. I think, you know, if it was closer to the rail, such as Highly Desired was, probably would have won it. Um, but of course, you know, you get dealt the barrier, you get dealt. So now that it's in the second barrier, I think... Much, much better chance here, and I really like the week back up and down in distance. It definitely worked for Shelby 66 in the last few weeks, so it can definitely work for Lord Heron. $7 to win, $2.50 to place. Lord Heron for me in the midway. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, same with me for Lord Heron. You pretty much hit the nail on the head for reasoning why. Like you said, leader's day. Um, and, yeah, it's got a bit of a heavy track record. So, yeah, $7 and $2.50. Lord Heron for me in the first. Head on to race two at the 1,400 metres. We've got another two-year-old race here with Boyfriend, the favourite, at $5.50. Came second last start behind Sajardin, who's a pretty good horse that ran decently in the slipper. Um, El Petrino, sorry, El P- yeah, I don't even know how to say that, to be honest, is um, <laughs> next one in at $9 with Jamie Carr on board, who's one I like like to look at, to be honest, and can, can respect the bet on it. But I'm going to be on a horse down the bottom here, Moco. Tommy Berry on board, $8.50 and $2.90 for a place. Um, hasn't really done too much. However, coming up from from Melbourne and should should suit it a bit better. I reckon the 1,400 metres will only benefit it. Um, if you go back and watch its last three starts in the three races it's been, it's hit the heart, uh, hit the line pretty well. Um, and the longer distance is just going to benefit it more, I say. So Moco for me in the second. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, as you mentioned, a lot of Melbourne horses coming up to Sydney for this meet, including some top jockeys such as Jamie Carr. But uh, for being quite honest, I don't really think the Melbourne horses will feature that much until uh, the tip-off, hint, hint, maybe who I'm going to be on in the tank rid. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think the Sydney horses have just been racing on these tracks for the last six weeks and they're used to it by now, whereas Melbourne have been coming off good threes and good fours, so I'm not sure how well they're going to adjust, but we'll see. Um, you mentioned Boyfriend the Favourite at $5.50, $2.15 to place. Uh, that's going to be my bet each way for me on um, Boyfriend. You mentioned perfectly that last start was a narrow second to Sajardin, who ran pretty well in the slipper. But the start before that was also two lengths off Best of Bordeaux, who, of course, is now the slipper runner-up and almost came out and won it if it wasn't for that excellent steer of Fireburn on, from Brendan Avdala. Um his boyfriend has just been excellent late every single start. Just has the best late sectionals out of the two-year-olds. I think the 1,400 metres will definitely suit. And I expect him to be uh, settling maybe fourth or fifth in the field. Hopefully to pretty close to the leaders. Just popping out in that straight and absolutely relishing the extra 200 metres that he gets here now. And uh, winning it, of course, the $5.50, $2.15 each way mark for me in the second. Uh, we move on race three, two thousand meters. The Furphy Neville Selwood Stakes, uh, Spirit Ridge and Blue Soldier to push forward and set what I presume to be a fairly moderate tempo for the race. Mount Popper, you got to watch this one in the yard. Last start would have won, but his parade was really unsettled and just didn't seem to want to run. Hence the runner-up spotter's favourite. Better parade this one equals better run. And if you think the parade doesn't matter, punters, it definitely does. Animo won the race in the the mounting yard this week after parading like an absolute, you know, gun. He just walked around, told everyone he was there to race, and he did after a couple of starts where he lost and because he paraded like absolute trash then. So the parade does matter. So if he gets a tick in the parade, he might be a tick for betting. Um, but instead, I'm going to be on Monogle here. I mentioned with Lord Heron, the seven-day backup has been key to many victories this autumn, a la Shelby 66. And of course, Monogle last week came out after off the one-week backup, heavy to heavy, came out and won. So I think it will be the exact same again. Heavy-to-heavy, uh, heavy, one-week backup with Rachel King on board. Um, and goes up and distance the extra 100 metres as well. I think uh, another positive run is in stay here. Just, of course, with the back marker tag, needs to be sitting closer to the back. Pack comes straight time. If he uh, if she hasn't given them that big of a start, she can definitely come out and win. $8.50 to win, $2.80 to place each way on Monogal for me in the third. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, I'm going to go with one of our all-time favourites, Yonkers, here. $8 and $2.70 for a place. Pretty long into the prep here. And, um, yeah, it's coming coming back up from Melbourne, but it's raced in Sydney before and knows how to get it done. Um, ha- hasn't been exposed to a wet track too much, but I'm interested to see how um, how he'll react. But, yeah, Yonkers for me in the, in the third at $8 is a, is a pretty good bet for me. Lovely. Heading to the fourth, the 2,000 metres. Um, sword points a favourite at $5 after a fourth place last start. 2.1 lengths behind the winner. Um, I, I don't really like this favourite, to be honest. Um, it's raced pretty well, but overall, it's, it's not where I want it to be. I'm going to keep it nice and simple here. Number 11, Paternal. $7.50 for the win. $2.60 for a place. Um, one last start over at Goulburn. Probably not too much form to read off in Newcastle as well. Um, but should get it done. Um, likes it really wet, and um, got it done on two soft tracks out of three, and the third place in there as well. So yeah, paternal really like it. 
Uh, yeah, fair enough. I'll be straight to the point. I like character. I don't like the fact that Sportsbet's got it at the best of the day. That always seems to mock it, but hopefully it gets through. Um, didn't mind his VRC derby run in the spring, despite never really factoring, going back and watching it again. Very respectable, considering uh, after the race he was considered lame and had mucus in the throat. So battling on for 10th in a race like that, in that sort of condition, has a respect for me. So seems to be running more consistently these days, uh, Barry goes on board, should eat the 2,000 metres, $6.50 to win, $2.25 to place. Each way bet on character for me seems to be a pretty good bet in the fourth. Um, move on, 1,500 um, metre race at race five, the Canadian Club uh, Emancipation Stakes. Um, we got Expat and Vangelic to go forward, and I expect this one to pick up the pace a bit for the day. Melbourne horses in the form of Anavisto and Kiss on all four cheeks will settle just off them and look to take them down the straight. And I really think the track bias could finally really come into play here. Expat could grab a commanding lead going around that bend and absolutely never look back. I think, I think Promise of Success challenges her, but gets a little too far back in the run to fully run her down. Could be a Quinella play there with Promise of Success and Expat, but Expat's going to be my bet to win it at $9.50 to win, $3.10 to place. Another value each way bet for me here at Rose Hill. Expat for me in the fifth. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, good horse. Paying that probably a little bit overs for me as well. So, yeah, Expat for me in the fifth as well as we head on to race number six. Um, at the 1,500 metres. Pretty good race this one. Arameo. Couple of good horses here, Brutality, um, Coast Watch, Mr. Mozart. Yeah, it's a it's a good race. Um, I'm gonna stick with some value here and go with our boy Coast Watch. Um, been finding another gear lately, run, running pretty well. Um, came seventh behind a really good field in Converge and Animo when that that race is on. So I wouldn't read into it too much. It, they're just they're just in a different league. Those couple of horses. So um, I'll give Coast Watch a chance here. Twenty-one dollars for the win and five dollars for a place. Um, down in class, so should be able to make an impact. Yep, fair enough. I'm also going uh, rough. Um, I think Just Folk is a big chance, but uh, after beating Ellsberg last start, that's pretty good form. But the extra two and a half kilos on here has me jumping off. But after saying that, though, I'm crazily going to be going with the top weight. I think special reward at $21 is way overs because he's just absolutely flying. He actually gets half a kilo off from his last couple runs, so that's why um, the weight doesn't matter in my mind. He gets half a kilo off and goes up in distance, which for some reason reads really well for me, especially since his last three starts have been in front of No Compromise behind Think It Over and behind Forbidden Love, all of which reads really well for me because those are three horses that are just jets. No compromise, of course. One for us last week. We all know how good Think It Over is. And, of course, we discussed that Forbidden Love has now made it what I think is three on the trot now and is going to keep going on with it. So great form in my mind. I think that... T actually, no, it's out to $23 now. So $23 to win, $5.50 each way. Special reward for me. I think it is definitely a good bet for at least a place, could even win in the Doncaster Prelude. So that's me in the sixth. Very nice.
We'll um, skip race seven and eight for the tip-off. We go straight to race nine, 1,200 metres. A lot of horses to roll forward here in what should be the fastest tempo of the day, in my opinion. We'll be having an each-way bet on Art Cadeau as well. This is a big jump in class for the horse. I think he's going to relish the conditions, relish the tempo, and definitely relish the track. If he returns at his best, I think $41 to win and $8.50 to place it is ridiculous. Certainly worth $5 each way on a horse that if he comes out and brings his best, could definitely shock and upset here. I just love that horse and I really hope he does return to his best. But my main play is going to be on Gravina. Strong horse who is rock hard fit here and ready to peak third up. One excellently first up before coming a third behind Shelby 66. If he doesn't get too far back in the run and is ready to launch at the 400 meter mark and even if he's ready to launch going around the bend, I think he will, he will launch and I think he will win. $4.50 to win on Gravina for me in the ninth. Yeah, fair enough. I don't mind I could down this one as well. $41. This horse is ridiculous. Um, I'd expect it to paying double digits, maybe 15 to $20, but $41 for such a classy horse is, is ridiculous. And I think I can't stay away from it, to be honest. I'm going to have some money on it. Um, it's going to be an absolute roughie in the ninth. And yeah, Arkadia just had so much success in the past where, yeah, it hasn't had two good runs the last two starts. But who knows? You can never just rule out these kind of horses. $41 to win. Oh, that is probably one of the best bets we're going to see all year if it, if it gets up. 100%. And it loves the first up run as well. I think the last two starts in the spring could be forgiven. There seemed to be a little bit wrong with him. He seemed to be busted after that prep to win the Kosciuszko first up. But yeah, like you said, that's 40, I'd be expecting 15 bucks as well. Big jump up in class, but $41 is still real overs for a horse that could really come out. And if he runs to his best, could absolutely run over the top of them. 100%. Okay, Nico, take us to the last race of the day. Race 10 at the 1,400 metres, benchmark 88 to end it here. Pretty tough one, honestly. Uh, Taxu is our, is our favourite at $3. Um, one last start on the heavy track over at Rose Hill by four lengths, so pretty much, pretty dominant in the wet. So keep your eye on the track conditions, um, see how it goes. But I don't mind the number 17, Dijran here, at $12 for the win and $3.80 for a place. Um, it hasn't been too bad overall. Came fifth in Newcastle on the heavy track behind Wonderbar, who's a really good wet track runner that that just dominated it in. Um, but yeah, overall not a not a bad horse. I really do like for this one with Pikey on board. I reckon can get it done in the last. Pikey in the last, God would be certainly a good story again to see him finally getting back up in the last. Um, I'll be straight to the point. I'll be straight to the point here. Uh, Rustic Steel. Might shoot myself in the foot for jumping off Taxu here after Taxu's dominating win for us last time. But I just think Rustic Steel is the winner of the midweight championship. I'm calling it now. I th he's qualifying for the race was just arrogant that last start. Absolutely blitzed it in by... I'll get the exact margin up here for three lengths. He, yeah, was arrogant the way he went about it. Didn't even really get out of second gear. We'll use this as a tune-up for the race that comes in two weeks' time. Yeah, $3.60 on Rustic Steel for me in the last race of the day at Rose Hill. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. 
Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right, we move on to the great tip-off. Nicholas, we uh, had some good success, had a few winners, had plenty in the placings as well, but the margin between you and I still stands at the nine points, which is three whole races. But uh, you've got another three weeks to catch up, three, four weeks, I believe. We're getting towards the tail end of the season, so there's still plenty of time, though, for you to for you to catch me. Maybe you are a bit of a back marker. Um, straight into it, uh, we'll go race Eight at Rose Hill, the Vinery Stud Stakes. Who have you got and why? Yeah, I'm going with a favourite hinge here. I think you'll be the same. Um, just been too impressive over the last last couple of starts. Um, has proved it on the heavy track. Proved it all the time. Um, distance going up might be a bit of a worry, but yeah, just a great horse that's um, been performing really well. Where you can't you can't hop off right now. So yeah, hinge for me. Yep. I 100% agree with you, Nick. I'm sorry to do it to you and go with the same horse to make sure you can't get any points. But, yeah, I've been back and hinged the last couple of starts. Of course, won that group one for me and uh, was excellent in that Cornwall, um, Cornwall Classic to come third behind Lighthouse, turn only two lengths off it, flash late. And that was the first time it's uh, really revealed to me that I think 2,000 metres can be a distance this horse can run to. I really thought that it was a mile or less horse, but after that, race I think he is um sorry she is absolutely sticking it out for the 2000 I think uh, he'll she'll run it out nicely and really run past them in the straight four dollars is a great bet I will mention punters though fangirl is definitely one that is crying out for 2000 meters so don't uh, forgive those last few starts I don't think 1400 and 1500 meters was her go I think she's definitely a 2000 meter plus horse so six dollars to win a two dollars twenty each way on Fangirl would definitely be respected by me as well. But uh, Nick, we'll finish it off. Race 7 at Rose Hill, 2,400 metres, Tancred Stakes. Who have you got in one? Good race, this one. Um, 2,400 metres. you got Think It Over, Spanish Mission, and uh, Juaeus. So she's ideal, mighty be the list goes on. Um, really good field here. But I'm going to stick with my boy here, Think It Over. Um, yeah, he's just a genuine good horse. Absolute, absolute... Um, Absolute gun on the on the longer tracks. Doesn't mind it. Um, wet, I, I believe, in the soft tracks. But um, if it gets too too heavy, uh, I'll be getting a bit worried. But, yeah, think it over for me at $5 for me. Yeah, fair enough. It is a great horse. Uh, it's, he's got to be able to run out of the 2,400 metres. Ran it a few years ago and didn't really like it. But, of course, he's improved out of sight since then. The only reason I'm not on it is because it's going to be a heavy track, in my opinion. I think the rain's coming down. Uh, too hard it's just started and yeah Rose Hill's probably going to be in a heavy range and think it over just can't do it on the heavy even though he blitzes the soft very very weird that one but yeah I mentioned earlier that the only Melbourne horse that I'm going to be on is in the uh, tip-off and this is time Spanish Mission um, finally gets out to a distance that I think he will relish it's a stay a horse it's from Europe it absolutely loves to stay and I, again, I don't think the uh, 1600 meter mark is really its go. Um, so, but it was a nice third there in the um, at the 1600. Then last start, of course, third behind Duas in the 20, um, the two kilometers. 
uh, race in the Australian Cup behind Duas and Think It Over. I honestly think Duas, Think It Over and Spanish Mission's probably the trifecta for this race. Throw in, she's ideal for the uh, first four. But um, yeah, I think Duas, again, probably won't really get to the heavy track as much as um, the market seems to think it will. Um, Spanish Mission has never seen he heavy, but coming from England, it's probably definitely trained quite a lot in those sort of conditions. I think that it'll be able to deal with it. Three, James McDonald goes on board as well, so there seems to be tick, tick, tick. It's a leader as well, so if it goes around that bend in the lead, we saw what Montefilia did with that last week, so it can definitely go on and win here. $3.80 for me on Spanish Mission in the uh, tank grid. Very nice. All right, that concludes the great tip-off. Before we get to the quaddy, Nick, you found anything around Australia? Um, there's not too much for me. Um, outside of Sydney, the racing's, racing's not too too great. If anyone can get on it, um, Chappelle's racing at Horseshoe today in race one, paying $5 to win. Um, looks pretty nice. And then also... On Friday night, if we get it out on time, Mooney Valley Race 7, September run, um, was in that awesome trifecta. So there's, there's a couple there, and then Savannah Cloud, Warrington Race 9 at $4, and then Starla Race 9 at Doomden, $18. Um, good horses that I've talked lots about. So, yeah, keep your eyes on them. Yeah, huge. Um, you mentioned September run on the... Um... The Friday night uh, in Mooney Valley, the William Reed Stakes. That is another Group 1. We're not going to discuss it here on the podcast, but we will be getting the tips up uh, on the socials. Nick just said September run, and I'll be giving out my tip um, out on the socials. But, yeah, I haven't found much. Like you said, racing sort of took a dip this week. But uh, we're out to Mornington for the Melbourne track, and I've got a little bit of a multi here. Could be a bit of a favourites day. Race 5, Rossu, $3.10. Race 6, Crystal Pegasus in the Cup, $2.70. And then Race 7, the Astrologist, who was also in that massive trifecta for the new market at $4. You combine them, you're getting about $25, Um if the three favourites win straight, you're definitely getting a pretty price for that multi, and they'll be having them on the singles. All horses we've backed in the past, and they've all won for us plenty of times, and the Astrologer seems to be back to its best racing, so I'm very, very excited to see it go around. We'll move on to the quaddy, Nick. Who have we got in the first two races? you got Duras, Spanish Mission, Think It Over and She's Ideal. Race 8, Hinged, Fango, Gypsy Goddess, and Never Been Kissed. Race 9, we've got Gravina, our Ruffy, Art Cadeau, Quantico, and Matoy. Uh, race 10, we've got Rustic Steel, Taksu, Dajan, and Marin Pa to finish it off. $50, as always, gets you 19.5% on that Quaddy Punters, and hopefully we'll be able to get yet another one for the season. Um, anything to say to the Punters before we sign off, Nick? Have a good weekend, guys. Um, yeah, good luck. Fair enough. Uh, I'll say, of course, like I said last week, get on Dabble. We are uh, absolutely cleaned up on Dabble last uh, weekend. You know, you heard the ad at the top of the show. Um, every single bet that we put on, you can copy and you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to track our betting, whether it's on the sports, such as the footy, the NRL, or if it's on racing. We absolutely cleaned up last week. Like we said, we had seven winners. We were also tipping a few exotics in the, uh, in the Dabble and absolutely cleaned up on the footy. So, yeah, make sure to get on Dabble if you sign up. Use the Mox Bots as the code when you sign up and 
If you're listening, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as always, give us a five-star rating. Really, really helps. Everything you do for us helps us get bigger and we can do even more things for you. Um, But other than that, gamble responsibly this week. Punters, good luck, and we will see you next week. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside.